Welcome to the third episode of the Wildcast Quarantine Chronicles. My name is JP Alipio. I am an environmentalist, mountain biker, trail runner, photographer, and currently the director of the Cordillera Conservation Trust. And we are here to talk about people, their histories, what makes them who they are, and the journeys that they have had through their life. Over the course of this series, Quarantine Chronicles, we will be talking to different people and personalities, both here in the Philippines and across the globe on how COVID-19 has affected their lives, their businesses, and how we can all cope. I am here to share their stories, their expertise, their lives. On today's Wildcast, we have Dr. Deo Onda, whom I have known since his college days as a member of the UP Bagi Mountaineers. He's now not only one among only 17 marine oceanographers in the Philippines, he specializes in microbial oceanography, and he's also the youngest at just 32 years old. He's the deputy director of research in the Marine Science Institute, and also manages the two marine research vessels of the Philippines, and only at 32. He has done research in the North Pole and now heads the Marine Science Institute research expeditions to the West Philippine Sea and other areas relevant to our seafaring nation. Last March, with the imposition of a Luzon-wide lockdown, he took it upon himself to start driving stranded frontline workers, nurses, doctors, and more to their hospitals and homes. We discuss everything from dealing with China, West Philippine Sea issues, climate change, biodiversity, including life as the youngest member of the MSI. Of course, life as a frontline driver, meeting frontline workers every single day, and we discuss how his job as a driver has evolved from simply driving to being almost a therapist and a safe space for release for the frontline workers between their stressful jobs and the fear and stress of bringing home the virus to their loved ones. Here is his story. Hi, Deo. Kumusta? Yes, hello. Yeah. Hi. Ayan. Long time, ah. <laughs> Oo nga po. Long time. Tagal-tagal na. Like, 10 Tagal years. Tagal na. Ago. Yeah, yeah. What, 10 years na ba? Last time na nagkita tayo? Ah, uh, <laughs> I think that was 2008. Yeah. So, 12 years, years actually. Uh, <laughs> long time. Yung days pa. Yes, right, right. Kailan ka pag-graduate ng Yupibagyo? 2008. Ah, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. For sure. 2008. Uh, yeah. Doon na yung last na nagkita tayo. Yeah, or graduating. I actually invited you as a speaker. Oh, okay. Pumayag uh, ba ako? You, <laughs> Sorry if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> ano, ano, ano. Ano yun eh. 2008. Chair ako ng USC. So. Ah, that's right. Naalala ko. Nag- yeah, I, I, I gave a talk yata. Somewhere, I don't remember, but yeah. I, I gave a talk somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so kumusta, kumusta? Mukhang okay doing, doing well, ha? Uh, doing well, medyo busy. Nagpapaka-busy. <laughs> Nagpapaka-busy. So, kumusta, ano parang UP professor ka na ngayon, right? Are you... Yeah, yeah. So I'm affiliated now with uh, the Marine Science Institute. Okay. I'm a professor. Uh, tapos, uh, I'm also serving as a deputy director for research science. Wow, galing, yeah, galing. Medyo, <laughs> medyo ano, uh, exciting ang buhay. I'd right, say. right, right. It's a long way from 
when we were up climbing Mount Kabuyo drinking tea gin. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Actually, yeah, yeah, climbing up the mountains. Pulag, drinking cheap gin and <laughs> I know. And okay. I don't find gin buga. I don't know gin buga that we don't know that we don't chase it. So those are the best of the bundle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so just a little ano, background on this ano, ano, podcast. I just started it yeah. last a few okay. weeks ago. And yeah, I, I actually listened to the one. Yeah, so we've had a do- functional medicine doctor on the podcast, mm-hmm. and Howie Severino was uh, our last guest. You know, parang yeah, COVID nineteen survivor. Well, ang ambigat, ang ambigat na lang lineup mo. Yeah, well, plasikaw, di ba? Kasunod, di ba? Parang biglang bigla jump sa akin. Well, you know, I think. You know, personally, because I started this podcast because I think a lot of people like you have interesting lives that uh, that I think other people should hear about. No, how did you get to that point? Why did you get yeah, into yeah. marine marine conservation, yeah. marine microbiology? Um, you know, parang you you studied uh, your PhD in in Canada, ba? Tama ba? You 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 took your yeah PhD. yeah in Canada. And what school in Canada did you take your PhD in? Uh, so I did my PhD in the French city of Quebec, oh, uh, the okay. ville de Quebec. So you're not going French, can? Oui, oui, it's pas français. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, français. Um, so the university is called the University Laval. It's one of the oceanographic institutions in Canada. So our specialization really is uh, oceanographic research, oceanography. Okay. Uh, that's the reason why I was able to go to the Arctic, you know, to the North School for my for my right. Experience. Galeng, no, I saw I saw your videos and your photos and all from Whenever people ask us, like, sa kagaling sa ko tagapalawan po, I from Palawan, so parang napakalita East Line, the middle of the South China Sea, right, tapos right. you get to go to the Arctic, you know. So what's the connection, da? So it's more of uh, expanding your horizon and your perspective. Panay, did guess, tell me something about the Arctic? Research. Did you go diving or what was it? No, uh, so, terrestrial. Uh, yeah, it, it's more of the oceanographic research. So we okay. have on a ship. We go to the northernmost uh, coastal community in Canada. Okay. Northern talaga And then we get picked up by the vessel. Tapos we have on a ship. We go. We go to the North Pole. So we do transect uh, surveys. Uh, we deploy equipment, we collect biological samples, and then we stay on the ship for around a month or so. So, pa punta, tas pa balik. Wow, galing, ah. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's something that I'm always proud to share because I think not all people would have the opportunity to actually go to those places. Yeah, it's one of my dreams to be able to visit those areas. Pero parang at this point, Especially with COVID nineteen, how how am I, I know, even dreaming I <laughs> traveling yeah. outside? Nga, parang traveling outside of La Trinidad to go to Baguio is already an effort. <laughs> so yeah, it's already what more, something. But uh, more to go to the North Pole, no? So parang yeah. So what what you went through and what you studied? So what was your your research about? Like what was the specifics? Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> yung yung degree ko is actually interuniversity in oceanography. So it's okay. really more of studying the oceans. 
And then I went to the Arctic and I became so interested. You know, if we, th if we talk about climate change, um, yung effects niya, yung symptoms na pinapakita niya, I think the best place to go to is really the Arctic because it's one of the most, if not the most vulnerable region right now. Right, that's um, true. The symptoms of climate change, for example, ice loss is very much evident in the region. So it's one thing that I became interested <laughs> in. So I combined it with my interest in microorganisms. You know, okay. I've been very fascinated with microbiology since college days, UP Baguio days, your thesis was already about microbiology. Oh, wow, really? So it's more of asking, yeah, oh. So it, it's more of asking, what can we learn about the microbes? What story do they tell uh, in the context of the changing world? So that's really what interesting, no? Because like the North Pole is very rich area in terms of uh, biodiversity and also parang, there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of animals that, live there and grow big dahil matas yung yeah, in, content and in, all of in, that. No? In, the, in, in the Arctic itself, yeah. you know, the Arctic is uh, the 65 degrees north. But the North Pole itself, the Arctic Ocean mm -hmm. itself is just ice. Right. Pag pumunta ka doon, talagang it's all white, parang for a month. Mm -hmm. Puti lang yung nakikita mo. <laughs> Nakakapraning nakaka din siya. And when we go there, we go in the peak of summer around uh, September. So, ang araw mo nun is almost 24 hours. That's right. No? That's so, right. nakikita mo yung sunrise. Ah, palubog na yung araw. Then after 30 seconds, ah, pasikat na siya uli. So, for, for, for a month, ganun yung buhay mo. Pero when you go there, you would actually think that there's no life. Kasi white lang siya, ice lang siya, and it's right. very, you know. It's like a uh, cold desert. Extreme. So. Yeah, it, it's really like a cold desert. But what we are always saying is that what drives the functioning of the ecosystems there. And it's actually the microorganisms. Because mm. on land, we have the plants as the main source of food. When you go to the middle of the ocean, ice lang ang meron doon, what do, this, what do the animals actually eat? So the, the, the ecosystem, the food web, is actually driven by microorganisms. Mga plankton, plankton and all of that. Yeah. Yes. All right, and so. the Arctic is very, very rich in phytoplankton. So that's what we're trying to understand. Um, in the context of climate change, they have nowhere to go. Essentially, parang they're at the end. They're at the edge yes. already, and the, the hotter yes. it gets, so, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere colder anymore. No? Yeah, there. Yeah, true. That's one. So, the effects of climate change is one. Um, pag nagbago ba yung ice na wala yung ice, may magbabago ba dun sa productivity ng phytoplankton? Ibig sabihin ko konti ba yung biomass nila? So, pag kumontain ba yung biomass, yung mga hayop na kumakain sa kanila, maapektuhan, that's one. So, yung primary production mo would be altered. The second is yung species displacement. We've already seen uh, evidence showing na yung mga phytoplankton that are adapted to cold temperature are now being displaced by warm species from the Atlantic and from the Pacific. So it tells us that there's already species dis uh, displacement. So yung yung microbes natin is actually telling us that the world is actually changing. So, so parang sa bundok din, already... no? Parang I've been seeing this yes. in the mountains now where certain species of plants are starting to move up and whatever's yes. on top, there's nowhere to go essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think uh, coming back to the Philippines, that's the more interesting question for me. If organisms are actually moving upward or downwards towards the Antarctic or the Arctic, what happens to the organisms in the equator? 
right, where the true, temperature no? is actually increasing. I mean, increasing, no? The, ang problem oh, natin dito so would be becoming... oxygen content of the water, coral bleaching, that would be something. Yeah, it's more of the ocean acidification, the, cor- the ocean uh, stratification. So yung ocean kasi natin, kailangan niya maging mixed. Right, kailangan right. niya na nag-mix siya lagi para mas madaming nutrients galing sa ilalim na mapupunta sa taas and then that would fuel the blue. But what's happening is that parang sa tubig din, di ba, pag nag-dive ka, if you're in the surface, it's actually warmer and then right. you go deep. It gets colder. Yeah. Ang nangyayari ngayon, yung temperature difference between the surface and the deep, mas lalong lumalaki. And therefore, your oceans are becoming more stratified. And mm. with more stratification, you prevent the mixing yung mga pataba, yung mga nutrients coming from the deeper waters cannot be transported oh, in the surface ah. anymore. So what's gonna happen to the primary production? And the Philippines, being an archipelagic country, we are surrounded, you know, we went back to the data that we have and then we tried to recalculate ilan ba ang percentage ng land versus water ng territory ng Philippines including the EEZ and the extended EEZ of the country. Mm-hmm. The Philippines is actually 82% Water and only really wow, yes, and only 18 percent. And how many people so, know how to swim in the Philippines? You know, <laughs> know right? but we don't so appreciate context, being, true, being an archipelago. I, I, I always say that <clears throat> as Filipinos, we are mountain people, but we are also a maritime nation. And right. I think we need to we need to go back to that roots that we are actually that, like I for me that's super interesting because I live in the mountains, no, and yeah, we work with a lot of mountain people who technically they've never been to the beach. Some 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 True. of the mountain people have never been to the beach. Uh, they but they I'm spend sure that lives. some of the the products from the coast actually reach yeah of course of course mountains, so, pero, right? there's always a trade. But there are some areas we go to like we go to this place Sakibungan. We have a project there. Parang mountain area, pero nakikita mo yung dagat. Nakikita mo yung lingga oh. and gulf. Pero they've never left. They've never been. They've never left. They've never visited. They've never visited. So parang it's, it's really interesting because in the Philippines, we're never more than 100 kilometers away from the sea in any True. direction. Parang yeah, yeah. you go in any direction, you're, n- you're never that far. But we don't really appreciate uh, our being an archipelagic n- nation as much. Nation. No? Parang we, we think we're... True. We're a continent. Parang ganun, ganun mag-isip yung Filipinos. Eh. We're not... And, and I think not, it has no, no. repercussions then on how we develop as a country. Kasi right. if you're gonna go back into the laws and the policies that we have, especially in terms of development, talagang concentrated pa siya on terrestrial right. environments, right. on land. I mean, so we right don't even now, have enough boat links, no? Parang kulang. No, totoo. I mean, me as a researcher, ha? Isa lang ang research vessel ng Pilipinas. Eh, dalawa na pala. Dalawa lang ang research vessel ng Pilipinas. I mean, if we are really concerned about doing development, we should be doing research. And that's when true. We do that's research, true. We should, no? have more, research, we should have more seagoing capabilities. And right now, we only have two research vessels. Wow. For the so whole country. Yeah. For the whole country. And right now, in terms of expertise, we, I think we only have like 17 oceanographers, 17 oceanographers. And you're one of those 17 oceanographers. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a privilege, but para, oh, it's a responsibility. Yeah. So, you need to remember in COVID-19 because we don't want to lose you. Huh? This is... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think... Uh, so, here is my microbiologist. Right, that's true, that's true. So parang you grew up in Palawan and dun ka ba nag-aaral na elementary and high school? Yeah, I, I was born in Palawan. I was raised in Palawan, elementary and <clears throat> high school. Tapos and UP then, Baguio. Um, 
and then UP Baguio. That's also right. a funny story kasi I mean, I was supposed to go to Diliman, you know. Sa Palawan, usually, you go to the main schools in Manila. Of course. Like, oh, so, sa Minzola, ganyan. And then, sabi ko sa nanay ko, gusto ko ng UP Baguio. Para, ah, <coughs> bakit sagit, sagit, gali ka na ng probinsya, pupunta ka pa ng probinsya. I mean, right, Baguio right. City still feels like a province. Right? But good so, choice, di ba? Di tayo magkakakilala. I think that, that yeah, true. That's one. And I think that's the best decision I've made. Right, right. It's it's really a different environment. No? Parang now that you you it work, is. So it's a completely different parang culture, different environment. True. You must Imagine relax. In Palawan, my, my, my house was just in front of the sea. My parents' house was just in front of the sea. What part so of Palawan are you sea. from, ba? So I'm from the south, Brooks Point, Palawan. Brooks Point. Like oh, nice. Four uh four hours away from Puerto Princesa. Um. Backyard namin ng Mount Mangtalingahan, which is the highest mountain and the highest peak in Palawan. So I was always, ano naman eh, um, from there naman, I'd been exploring a lot from the seas to the mountains. Right, I think right. that, kaya din ako naging UP Baguio Mountaineer because of that, you know, I was, I was looking for that uh, platform kung saan pwede ko explore pa mga kabunduan. Right, right. You know, um, about 10 years, oh no, not 10 years, maybe 8 years ago, I did some work with WWF in Sabah, and we went to an island just off of Palawan. Parang malapit siya sa Palawan eh. And yung mga tao doon, taga Sabah sila, and they would send their kids to school sa Palawan. So, Palawan, yeah. Oh, parang Palawan yung kids sila nag-aaral, pero Sabah sila nakatira. So, I don't yeah. know how that works. I, 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 grew, I grew up with yun. a lot of... Uh, a lot of my friends were actually Malaysians. Oh, okay. They were born in Malaysia, pero they, they studied in Palawan. Sa amin naman, born in Palawan, pero nagtatrabaho sila sa Saba, Malaysia. Yeah, so normally and, ganun, no? Kasi sila yung may trabaho. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, doon yung employment eh. Pero products, in terms of products, lahat ng mga Malaysian products sa amin mabagsak. So, right. lumaki kami sa Malaysian products. Mm. So, yung so, cultural... Awakening, right. <laughs> even before. Yung, I mean, being from Palawan, I've only been to Coron, El Nido, and Puerto Princesa. Yung parang tourist destinations dyan. So, parang as a, as a insider, meron ka bang parang special spot? Ay, oh, oh. I always say, if you wanna go on beaches, you go to the north. If you wanna go on adventure, you go to the south. Ah, okay, okay. So, parang more Kasi, mountains the, the in the south, south, jungle, ganyan. More mountains, jungles. Actually, there's also a lot of beaches. Um, okay. Ito yung mga hidden paradise. Eh. Oh. Ako, I'd been to a lot of uh, islands sa south now. I would just stay with my friends for a week. Kami lang ang tao. Wow. No signal, bonfire. Pura pa bang islands sa south? There's a lot south. of... <laughs> Ah, hopefully meron pa pagbalik ko na after this COVID ah, hopefully meron pa parang Pero, mag- magka-island yeah. ngayong may COVID-19 <laughs> I know right so, parang masaya doon na, ma- ano, eh, na ma-lockdown <laughs> right right pero yeah I mean there's a lot of hidden kasi I think ang naging hindrance sa southern Palawan is really the talk about terrorism diba? that's right nabalita oh, siya masyado then it's very close to Sabah Malaysia close to Tawi-Tawi close to Mindanao so I think medyo yung tao they were they were very much hesitant before to visit the southern Palawan. Pero ako I I brought my friends from Canada, mm-hmm. from Germany, from from Europe sa sa amin sa bahay sa Palawan and 
you know, they enjoyed it. It's very peaceful. So, right, right. so after this, kailangan makapunta ako dyan sa bahay nyo sa pala. Yes! Sure! Yeah. yeah, let me know. You know, I'd be happy yeah. to tour you around. Tsaka, mantalingahan. mantalingahan right, of is, course, think, of course. So. Yeah, I, I've been to a lot of, I mean, I'm sure you've been to a lot of mountains. I've been to a lot of mountains, pero isa siya sa pinakamahirap na nakakit ko. Parang, parang jungle, limestone, cliff. Parang ganun ba yun? Yeah. Oh, uh, mossy forest, uh, limatic everywhere. Oh, limatic everywhere. <laughs> Nako, yeah. Yes. Tsaka talagang medyo steep eh. Yung pababa, mm. medyo steep. Tapos pumunta ako dun, medyo habagat season pa. So, okay, okay. Uh, more challenging. So, uh, coming from Palawan, mula bata ka, gusto mo na maging ano, marine, marine scientist? Or was it something Siguro, that you discovered ano, later on? No, nung bata ako, pag tinatanong ko, anong gusto mo? Gusto ko maging doktor. Ah, uh, okay. Gusto maging okay. pahi. Ganyan, di ba? The mainstream. Of course, diba? of course. Uh. Pero I think, my mom even told me na, even when I was young, I think she already saw that I was very curious about things. Lagi ako sa dagat. Pag kati, ang tawag sa amin, katihan, pag bumababa na yung dagat, din lumalabas yung leaf. I was always on the leaf. Mm. Um, kapag merong mga, sa dagat ako lagi, talagang ano ako eh, uh, hasang boy ako talaga eh. <laughs> so, I was very, I was already very much interested in this. Tapos madami akong tanong. And nanay ko lagi rin galit dati kasi kung ano nung inuwi ko sa bahay. Mm-hmm. Shells, mga seaweed na mga baho lang naman. So, there's always, or, curious na. There's, there's already That's what's important, no? parang live curious. Yeah. Habang bata, yeah. play in the dirt. Maybe that's something a lot of a lot of parents now don't give their kids enough of, no? Parang True. time outdoors, uh, time yeah. to explore on their own. I'm sure nung bata ka, pinapabayaan ka lang, di ba? Walang, parang, yeah. saka, ano, walang helicopter parent. Diba? Sa atin, I don't know if it's the same as your generation. Hoy, Pero, di ba? Parang noon, ang problema ng parents natin is how to make us go home. That's true. Parang, that's true. Yeah, isa yeah. lang hapon, hindi pa tayo umuwi. Pero ngayon, I think mas baligtad na ito. Paano kaya lalabas yung mga, mga bata or mga sudan? That's true. So, But I, I think also a lot of parents now are a lot more cautious. Eh. Parang there's more fear. Probably. Uh, in, in parents. Yeah, so there's parang, also more fear. Parang when, when I was young, we would go out in the morning, babalik kami, lunch na. So, the parents don't see us for hours. Hindi naman kami hinahanap. Diba? Parang wala namang ano. Pero, oh, eh, parang mawala like lang it. na isang oras. Parang, oh, asa ka na? Text message or whatever. Diba? Then, totoo. Meron, parang feeling ko din mas mataas na yung, ano, yung uncertainty with things. Diba? Tapos, that is a neighborhood. Halos kilala mo lahat. That's true. Para, also, yeah. Pag, pag tinanong mo yung kapitbahay, alam mo kapitbahay kung nasan ka. Pero ngayon, you don't even get to know everyone in the neighborhood. So, That's true. Um, Dati kasi kilala na namin yung mga kapitbahay namin dito. Ngayon, wala na. Hindi ko na kilala yung mga diba? Nung umuwi nga ako ng Palawan after six years, because I did my PhD for four and a half years, and then I did the postdoc for Germany. Pag uwi ko ng Palawan, parang ah, ang dami ko ng mga hindi kilalang mukha. And that actually instills a bit of uncertainty. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's parang we've lost that sense of community a little bit, no? Yeah, parang, true. And then, yun, lalo na, ngayon, parang the Philippine, ano, is mostly OFW, so you don't really see a lot of who actually lives there. Um, yeah. And then yung kids, iniiwan lang sa isang parent or or something yeah. like that. So that's, that's the common. Social impact, na. Na, social impact ng 
yung economic uh, needs natin eh. Right, so, right. Yung right. Yeah. right. So, anyway, so parang you've been doing research din sa, sa West Philippine Sea, no? Uh, yeah. So, when I came back, tell uh, sabihin ko lang yung stories konti. Sige, when I sige. came back, so I was the youngest faculty in the Marine Science Institute. Wow, congrats! Uh, that's that's uh, an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, isa, hindi ka lang congratulations kasi pag bata ka, sa'yo din napupunta lahat ng trabaho ko madami. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, more experience yeah. is better. But, but, <laughs> yeah, true. No, I'm, uh, I'm always willing to learn naman. So when I came back, parang uh, ang research ko was really more on the harmful algae, harmful algal blooms, red tide. And then um, the 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 marine scientist mm. was looking for because we were busy. Na kami. It was already in the past years that the MSI had been very active in going to expeditions on our own, so Philippine Rice, so West Philippine Sea, so Visayan Sea, so everywhere. And there, the the West Philippine Sea uh, expedition, talagang mayo matrabaho siya. And then they were looking for someone who already has the experience on handling ships, you know, in managing expeditions, which I already had. Parang in the North they, Pole, they pa, di ba? Parang, in the North Pole. That's quite a credential. Yeah. Parang, you've already had this and you've had it in the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was asked to, to lead the program. Uh, so the program is called Protect WPS, Predicting Responses between ocean transport and ecological connectivity and threatened ecosystems in the West Philippines. Ang haba. Project, yeah. But it's it's funded by the the Department of Environment and Natural Resources. Okay. So that was scheduled last year. So they asked me to uh, to lead the program. So I did. And akala ko naman, parang it's gonna be a normal expedition, you know, na parang, oh, sige, I'm gonna, lead, I'm gonna do the logistics, I'm gonna lead the expedition. But the West Philippines is very special, primarily because of the geopolitical issues surrounding it. So, aside from the science part, you also need to deal with the politics part. You also need to deal with the security part, you know. So, it became more challenging. Tapos last year, then, medyo nag-escalate yung, yung issues. Natao naman sa akin. So, it became more challenging, pero yun nga. Uh, Parang you're now the it's, public it's always, face of this. Eh, no? Parang the... No, I, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I, bigla nga, I mean, I was happy to actually uh, lead it and then take, to, to take over the, the, the program. Pero, I wasn't really prepared that time. Kasi parang nagulat lang din ako. But, you know, uh, it, parang you I have to navigate this whole political yeah, thing, right? Chinese, and Duterte, young, and I was, Filipino. I, I was the youngest. I was the youngest faculty. Parang napaka-totoy. I, I thought. Wait, napaka- ilang taon ka na ba ngayon? 32. Oh, 32. 32. Okay, yeah. Still young. Uh, 32. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still young. Um, so, so I, but I was very happy. I, I, I thought it was, uh, it was a good opportunity to actually contribute something, you know, right, give back right. something to the country. So what was your, like, you know, you're 32 years old, um, and you're already dealing with <laughs> emphasize on <laughs> international <laughs> geopolitics. Parang you're dealing with. No, but this is this is not just the Philippines and China. This is the Philippines, no, no, China, United States, Vietnam. The, it's yeah. the whole world, basically, you know. So, parang, yeah, it's actually the. Whole how was world, that? Basically. Like, how, parang someone who's so young, obviously you have the credentials to to back it up, no? But 
parang you're big party na pun ka doon. Yeah, <laughs> right I, I, think, I think no one is prepared to actually handle that kind of uh, situation. You 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 get to learn in the process. Eh. Pero siguro dito na papasok yung past experiences, you know. Um in terms of politics naman, hindi naman tayo masyadong malayo diyan because I think we uh, sa UP we've been trained to be very politically uh, awake din naman, diba? So of we course, read, yes, we, uh... we 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 make ourselves aware um we make ourselves knowledgeable about the issues. And even when I was doing a PhD, yung West Philippines <clears throat> is already uh, an interest of mine. Kasi parang, basta interesting na siya para sa akin. So, hindi naman siya naiiba talaga. Um, Diyan na rin papasok siguro, you know, uh, yung handling ng team, handling ng, ng I, I was the, I was part of the University Student Council before. So, you get to already know how to navigate the the bureaucracy right. Right. and then papasok yung network mo because uh, you get to ask people for advices you get to ask people for for tips and hints and things that you don't know and, and things that you don't know so sama-sama na siya eh. and you get to be uh, given this platform na ma-practice mo to lahat and i think uh, I, I i would like to think that it went well naman and it's still going well tas <laughs> ang nangyari na noon i became the more this vocal din kasi ako eh. I think right. as a scientist one of our responsibilities not just to do research but to actually translate the research in a way that the public will be able to understand it. Tapos masyado yata sa akin natuwa yung mga tao. <coughs> you know, um it's very seldom that in this country we hear scientists talk. For sure, for sure. No? And, and, you know, I was watching, actually, to prepare for this, I was watching some of your interviews. It's a really long way from, from UP Baguio and, you know, and then here you are talking about geopolitics and the West Philippine Sea and, of course, all the, you know, all the other dynamics there. Parang, that's yeah. you know for me that's that's pretty amazing and but do you have any like particular stories from from doing this trip like going out on the boat as hinarang kayo or something or may mga ganun ba may mga yeah i think uh, uh, the expedition last unlike the past expeditions yung hindi pa ako balik ng Pilipinas there were really reports na hindi sila pinapayagan because of the security threats um, I think a Bifar also had a story before na talaga hinarang sila. Uh, fortunately for us, the academic, sa academic na part, wala pa namang ganong untoward incident. Primarily because we also coordinate. And, you know, the the research vessels of UTMSI are white ships. So, white ships, okay. Considered siya as civilian ship. Eh. Mm-hmm. So, I think the other parties are also very much aware that we can't, you know, stimulate anything that would lead to any untoward incident. Kasi it would mag-escalate siya into a uh, national issue or problem. Right, right. So, sa amin naman, I think for me, and again, challenge last year while preparing for the expedition is really um, make sure that everything will be safe. So, dun, dito pa lang, yung planning took months. It really took months. Coordination with all the offices, um, the AFP, the FAR, PCG, the Office of the President, the National Security Council, National Security Advisor. I think yung mas mahirap eh. Ah, that's a lot for every, scientists to be doing, you know? 
Should I know. Be like and a, it's a lot for admin... a 33-year-old <laughs> guy to that, that's, that's more a job for administrators, eh, that whole process. You know? then, then yeah, but in the Philippines, kasi, in the Philippines, kasi, scientists are dual, you do dual right, roles. True, yeah, yeah. You do the research, but you also manage everything. So you need to deal with it. And uh, ako naman, I had the privilege of being assisted by my senior faculty, okay. my colleagues in MSI. Um, I, I was nam I was uh, uh, guided throughout naman. Kaya hindi naman ako ganun nahirapan. But you really do the dirty work and the leg work. But that was uh, that was good for me because I got to learn a lot. Um, siguro yun yung mas naging mahirap talaga. Kasi even before there were already parang uh, doubt siguro din on the part of the government to actually send scientists to West Philippine Sea where you know, yung issue or threat of security mataas naman na talaga. And yung sa amin, yung part namin is how are we going to convince this government that we need to do scientific research? That as a scientist, we actually don't pretty much care about the geopolitical situation in the area. What we care about are the environment and the biodiversity under the sea. So right. gusto lang namin is to do the research. Also, take note then that the MSI has been doing research in the West Philippine Sea for the longest time. We, the first expedition was la launched in 1993. So that, that was oh, wow, like long time 26 years ago. Wow. So parang kami, pinupolitika kami na, ah, it's a wrong timing, ganyan-ganyan. Parang kami, no, it's part of our job. Our mandate is to do scientific research and we're just continuing what we have been doing before. So, yun yung, sa akin, as the expedition leader, yun yung mas mahirap actually to prepare for the for the cruise. Pero when we were out in the sea naman, I would actually say, I would describe it, I'd, I'd describe it as a enjoyable, okay. peaceful, and uh, productive expedition for us. So we're, We had some mishaps, pero okay. What did you find? Like, ano yung nakita niyo when you were on this expedition? I'm sure madami na, like there's troves of data, but like on the particular expedition yeah. you went on, uh, what was it yeah, that so you found? Uh, one thing that we were trying to uh, demonstrate or at least uh, sort of prove is that what is the dependence or what is the connectivity of the populations in the Kalayaan Island group or the Spratlys with the populations that we find in the mainland Philippines? Big sabihin, nage-exchange ba ng genetic pool? Are these the so, yung isa fish sa mga, population, do you mean? Or the corals and the corals, fish population. Okay, okay. Uh, coral. So uh, for this, we were tr we're trying to look at the corals and um, and, and other uh, benthic species. Yung mga nakatira sa ilat, nakatira okay, okay. sa substrate o sa, sa sa lupa. And then, uh, ito yung isa sa mga tinatry nating improve or explore sa West Philippine Sea. And may mga ebidensya man nagsasabi na meron talaga. So isipin yun na lang na ang West Philippine Sea is like a source. Tapos pag nangitlog halimbawa yung coral, yung itlog ng coral it will just float. And then when it floats, uh, dadalhin siya ng agos ng tubig sa west ng Palawan o kaya sa west ng Luzon. Tapos doon siya lalaki, doon siya magsesettle. And thus, the west of the Philippines or the coastal Philippines becomes the sink. So meron ka ngayong sink and source dynamics. Yung so that, does, does that mo, include also nutrition or is it just species like parang gene, gene pool exchange? Or yeah, it's more of the gene pool exchange. Yeah, okay. Pero if you're gonna look at the hydrography, kasi yung nutrition comes with the water, the movement of the okay. water. So you also get to model that. So sa ambon ng gagaling yung halimbawa yung mas mataas na nutrients. Ano ba yung mga processes, oceanographic processes that drive that 
productivity or yung pinanggagalingan ng nutrients na yun. So, tinitingnan din natin yun. But I think one of the highlights is to actually show that there is a possible connection. And the question is, if the environments in the West Philippine Sea continue to degrade, it being the source, what will happen to the supply mm. of the larvae, the small fish, the small That's fish, inside the, corals, the Philippine archipelago, no? Yes, that actually uh, settles in the west coast of the Philippines. So, so parang, you would say parang control of this area and its conservation is really important to, to also that, parang yeah. preserve whatever we have internally. Is there yes. like proof of um, this? You know? there, we are seeing evidence of this. The problem kasi natin is that talagang limited yung naging uh, studies natin in the past, primarily because we didn't have the capacity. We didn't have a research vessel. So pag pumunta yung scientists doon, napaka-opportunistic, napaka-ikling panahon lang, probably four or five days lang. Oh, four or five and, days. Uh, oh. Oo, kasi ano, malayo eh. Pero ngayon, since we already have our own vessel, we're now looking at the, uh, we're now looking at staying there longer. Tapos we're trying to revive the new marine station. If China is actually establishing or it established two marine stations, I think two weeks ago, the Philippines also has a marine station in Pagasa Island, and we're trying to revive it. Kasi do you do ano? Do you do economic studies of all all of this? Like, what would happen if let's say? China takes over the West Philippine Sea. Parang, so, what would be the loss to I, I us think, economically? Yeah, so I think one thing that we really... So, a um, problem natin is that we have data, but it's not complete. It's mm -hmm. very sparse. It's scarce din yung data right, natin. Right. Okay. So, one thing that we really need to do is valuation. We need yes, to determine yes, uh, how, much, how much are we really getting from the West Philippine Sea. And take note, when we, when we talk about the West Philippine Sea, we're not just talking about the strategies. We're actually talking all the waters from Batanes to the west of Luzon to west of Palawan to west of uh, to to Balabac in the south. So that's the vastness of and that makes up I think 40% of the territorial waters of the Philippines. So wow. when we talk about how much are we getting from the West Philippines, we're not only talking about just this small parcel of lands or islands or group of islands. We're talking about the entirety of the waters 200 nautical miles away from the coast in the west of the Philippines. Right. And so everything to the west. Yeah, everything to the west. So Spratly's Kalayanan group is just a small portion of it. Pero we also need to consider yung kabuuan mismo ng, ng West Philippine Sea. And the valuation has not yet been fully done. So We've there's done no... it for corals. Ah, okay, so, so not, not an entirety. No? The valuation is not, just... Not, yeah. Yeah, so we, we've got valuation for fisheries, for example, kasi may data naman dyan ng BIFAR, for example. Uh, siguro, yun din yung isa sa mga nakita natin in the past, past studies. Yung interesting is, for example, in the 2000, uh, they were saying that the West Philippine Sea, in general, contributed to around 20% of the national fisheries production of the Philippines. 20%. 20%? National. Wow. Yes. But BIFAR came up with the data last year, 2019, and they were arguing that the West Philippine Sea is only contributing around 2% to national fisheries production. From 20% to 2%, bakit siya bumagsak? 
then we need to ask, to ask the questions. Is it because the productivity of the West Philippine Sea is already declining? Talagang bumababa na yung fisheries production? O baka nasisira na yung binabahayan ng mga isda? Or maybe mm-hmm. someone else is actually getting the catch? That's true, no? That's true. So, so BIFAR's yes. data is based on catch data? Is yes, that what it's, you're the, it's, it's the based catch, on catch data. data. Yeah. And not only yes. from like big super signers, the big ships, parang ganun siguro yan, no? Uh, I think kasama na dito yung municipal okay. fisheries. Okay, so municipal fisheries. Uh, okay. Uh, landing catch ito, everything that gets uh, recorded pagdating sa mga fish ports. Okay, okay. So that's... Yeah, yeah. And, and like for you, yung, yung corals, you, you said you did evaluation, no? Is there a rough estimate of how much it actually contributes to our national... I, you can, you can I don't yeah. know, hypothesize. Yeah. I know kulang yung data for sure. Kulang yung data. No, no, there, there's a valuation. I, I forget, I forgot the the exact value, mm-hmm. uh, but there's already a valuation done for the Philippine seas, uh, for the Philippine corals. Probably I need to go back to my notes, but I forgot right. the the exact uh, um, value of how much uh, it costs. Pero for example, na lang then why do we do why we do actually valuation? Gusto ko lang sabihin na that the value we are putting on the corals is not the absolute value of the coral itself. It's just a representation of the possible contribution of this yeah. ecosystem to the economic development. Kasi ang mahirap dito, when we, when we translate na, ah, yung per square meter ng coral gives us the certain uh, value of service, yung mga politicians would like think, ah, edi, pabayari na lang natin sila, tas sirain. That's you know, true, no? That's ayaw, true. Also, yeah, oh. So, you it's like that mga politics. Oh, parang, halimbawa, if China, if we give... If you uh, give an exact value, parang, oh, you know, that's just let the paper. China right? na parang, oh. okay, oh, lang, na lang. Na lang namin. And right, right. we don't want that to happen. Ang, <clears throat> kaya ang gusto natin is that to, to when we release figures, ito sana yung talagang at hindi man exact, pero at least it would represent what the West Philippine Sea is actually giving to us. Um, there has been a, a national, a, a global study done on this, and they were saying that a, a, a square meter of coral would actually give us around three hundred and fifty dollars of uh, services per year. Okay. So per per square meter, ito. Um, the global uh, the global value is around 35 in the Philippines. 35 US dollars. Valued. Yes. Okay, you're already <laughs> Yes. Ibig sabihin, you're already comparing the West and the East of the, the world. Pero when you go to I the have to ask though, parang, I remember maybe it was 10 years ago, yung US, they hit a reef, but they landed into Bataan yeah. or something. So and yun binayaran, yun. Ano yung valuation that was used for that? Yung, yung binayaran doon is around $350 per square meter. Per square meter. Okay, okay. So, so the global average is around 35 But in the Philippines, Tubata, because Tubata is a, is, a nat, is a heritage park, right? It's a natural mm-hmm. heritage park. So it's valued at $350. So but it's the highest the valuation, saying, kumbaga. Uh, but even the site... I wouldn't say it's the highest. I think it's, it's the compromised. The highest possible. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think iba yung binigay ng scientist at iba yung compromise. So, mm. okay, it's my opinion. Uh, right, of course, of um, course. Yeah, pero I, I think the scientists would opt 
for hire. Pero, you know, the negotiations come in and then the government stock, so there's a compromise somewhere. And then the value went down to $350. But it just tells us that the value of the ecosystems in the Philippines are higher primarily because we have higher diversity. We have, we are at the center of the center. We are at the center of the center of marine biodiversity. I think that's one thing that Filipinos need to be reminded. That's true, about. no? We are in the coral uh, triangle. We are um, in the coral Verde triangle. Passage, all of these areas. Yes. No? Now, it, the, although Verde Passage is still debatable, but data, what we have right now suggests that the Philippines is the center of marine biodiversity. Wow, and imagine that. No? Both, and most, most Filipinos don't know this. No? We're the center they, of marine biodiversity. True. <laughs> They, uh, you know, when I give talks, when I give lectures, parang people are talaga, we are in the... Because well, we're, we're a land-based, seagoing nation. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I think really that we we forgot that we are a maritime people. Yeah, we're not we very much a maritime people. Although we are the number one in the world, I think, uh, for seamen, diba parang for... Oh, yeah. Number one exports. So. Exporters of, sea, <laughs> of seafarers. Seafarers, you know? Parang that's yeah, the so, 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 I mean, I, I think that that, that, that uh, no, rooted siya dun sa history natin of being a maritime people. I think so. I hope it's that and not parang yeah. extreme poverty. That's just <laughs> true. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a complicated issue. Yeah, but I, have, I have a few friends who are, you know, they're 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 seamen, no? so they're out on ships now, and I mean, they yeah. make a good living. Obviously, it's an it's a good living. So yeah, and it's not an easy life, you know. No, My no, used to be a seafarer. So hindi siya madale. It's it's lonely. They're out for months at a time. I mean, they get paid a lot of money, but they also work. Talagan they work. It's, yeah. it's it's a lot yeah, of work. A lot. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Sacrifice. So, in your opinion, like, what's a, I mean, like, what is China's goal in the West Philippine Sea? This is just your own um, personal opinion, no? UP doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, based then on the, you know, I, I'd been to a lot of uh, roundtable discussions. Then, um, I think two things. Eh. One is military security. The West Philippine Sea is a very strategic position if you want to control the entire South China Sea. Right, uh, it's a passage for trade. You um, cargoes uh, dumadaan ng Japan, papunta ng ng Malacca Strait, and into the Indian Ocean. So if you control the the West Philippine Sea, the South China Sea, you control trade, you control everything, even military presence. Um, in terms of uh, tactical strategies, then positioning for war and, and hegemony. I think the the South China Sea is one thing. I mean, it's it's been talked a lot about a lot, so hindi ko na discuss yon. But the other thing that I'd like to emphasize right now is China is very much interested in expanding not only its territory but also its resources for food. So second is really food security. Um, for Chinese, if you're gonna look at the for Chinese, there are like one billion Chinese, right? That's right. I was in China. I was inv- invited in China last. Uh, I went to China like six times, five times mm-hmm. last year. You know, okay. I, I worked with. <laughs> I worked. I I worked with uh, with our correspondents to the. Okay, I've been to Beijing and Inner Mongolia. I never. I didn't like Beijing. People are not friendly. 
uh, Inner uh, Mongolia people are really, really nice. I really like the Chinese uh, yeah. from Inner Mongolia. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got invited there, and then we were flying to Xiamen. Xiamen is uh, close to oh, the yeah, yeah. coast. That's, no? that's... Yeah. So when we're flying, gulat na gulat talaga ako. The waters are all dark brown. It's not just brown. It's yeah. yeah it's silted talaga siya. Coming from the large uh, freshwater bodies, kita-kita mo talaga. So, and then during the conference itself, these are Chinese scientists. Uh, they they were presenting during the conference itself. They were explaining that they are now developing uh, open ocean mariculture system. Oh, Tatin wow. kasi, di ba, you go to Pangasinan, to Bulinao, you see fish cages on the That's coast. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sila, they're already developing an open ocean. You deploy it in the middle of the ocean. Uh, I've and seen some of this. They're parang big cage na bilog, di ba? Parang yes. Parang, yeah. Yes. Right, right. They developed it first with Norway, but I think they have no plans of actually deploying it in the South China Sea, especially in the wow. Kalayaan Island groups in the Spratlys. Um, they're also now developing uh, seaweed culture They've isolated some seaweeds from the Spratlys and they're developing tissue culture for this, which they can then expand yung kanilang farms sa Spratlys. So the South China Sea expansion is really more not only for military, but I think they're looking at the South China Sea as a food basket. Imagine they can now grow certain food that they can't in China. Right. Fish, and they have to feed, feed a billion people. No? So para, and they have to feed billions of people, right? So, right. and basically, wala silang binabayaran doon. It's a free rent for the, right. for the entire but, area that they will be ocean, utilizing for agriculture. If it's open yeah. ocean, it's, it's free for all. Well, yeah, it's, it's free for, for all. And they won't think about the consequences. Uh, right. Hindi nila problema yung regulation kasi no one regulates anything in that area. That's Although, supposedly... Dapat tayo kasi area natin yun. Pero it's less problem for them, more gain for them, and then expanded yung kanilang area for agriculture. It's the same thing that they're doing in South Africa. It's the same thing they're doing in, in different countries in the Southeast Asia. They're trying to expand their agricultural land to produce more food for the people back home. So ganun din naman yung nangyayari. Even the paramilitia, yung kanilang mga fishermen are actually subsidized in terms of fuel, in terms of costing. So, hindi lang siya, oh yeah, hindi lang siya, it, it's a government-directed effort to actually expand, explore, and then bring back food to China. So, th- that's the thing about the Philippines. Kasi tayo, we also need to acknowledge that the West of the Philippines is an important ma- source of food or right. fisheries for Filipinos. So, yung sinasabing share, our constitution allows it if there's an excess. But right now, we are already importing fish from That's China. There's two things, I think, for our fisheries. It's, we're not efficient. Uh, second, we're depleted na internally. No? So parang our fishing is... Yes, th- th- those two things. So nung, nung kami, halimbawa, when we were sailing papunta ng West Philippine Sea, makikita, marami naman talaga kami nakita doon na foreign vessels. May galing Malaysia, uh, may galing Vietnam and China. Tapos marami rin kami nakita mga Pilipino. Mm. Pero you would really see the difference. Yung mga Pilipino, nakasakay sila dun sa mga dikating na bangka. Mm-hmm. Na kahoy. Right. Na maliliit. Yung mga Chinese, paggabi, akala mo malaki silang syudad. Uh, ganun, ka, ganun kalaki yung barko. Super so, signer yata. Yeah, 
So, yeah, super signers. So, in terms of capacity and efficiency of catching, diba, compared it to Filipinos, yeah, course, talaga yeah. mas marami sila makukuha. Yung mga Pilipino can only stay for a week longest na yun kasi kailangan yeah. nilang bumalik para hindi masira yung huli nila. But this, mayroon sila malalaking mga refrigerated compartments. That's you know? right. No? They can so, stay for a month, basically. And just they can stay for a month. And then may nagdadala ng fuel sa kanila. May mga tankers. Right. So, it's right. not a problem for them. That's so, right. To- That's right. Also need to give capacity for the for the uh, local fishermen. But that's really interesting no, that you brought that up. Because normally most people will say it's oil or of course security, which is which is the normal parang discussion when it comes to the West Philippine Sea. Yeah. And I know parang because the Americans essentially built this wall from Japan down to the Philippines, sure. the parang American security wall against China. Yeah. Uh, that's why China is also putting that in. But having that parang food security part is also that's a important perspective, no? especially ikaw, you're a marine biologist. So would you think parang it might be better to be like Singapore, where we actually partner with the Chinese on the food security part? Do, do you think parang mutual interest? Kumbaga? Well, I, I think there are ways on how to do it. Um, uh, to to be ano din naman, we are actually working with a lot of countries. Eh, we have treaties, we have uh, we have partnerships. Um, but I think there are ways on how we can partner <coughs> with another country while protecting our own interests. Because ngayon, ako, it's my opinion na parang we, parang with all the partnerships we have with China, parang medyo nasa disadvantage right part tayo, right? Right. Parang so, they're just dictating I mean, the terms palagi. Yeah, so I think there are ways on how we can handle partnerships with China. I don't think we need to cut the the ties with any of the countries. Pero I think we can protect our interests more. Um, I think one way to actually do it is, uh, we are calling it scientific diplomacy. For example, China is... Um, so what, one way to protect the fisheries in the West Philippine Sea is to declare fishing uh, seasons for fishing or fishing bans. Right. Um, ginagawa na natin yan sa Philippines, sa sardines natin, sa tuna natin, ginagawa na natin yan. And then there's a uh, there's a uh, proposition or proposal in the for the South China Sea to also declare a fishing ban. So when I was in China like two years ago, we were discussing the issues in the South China Sea. Pumasok itong overfishing. China itself acknowledges that there's already overfishing happening in the West Philippine Sea. You can actually read it in their journals, scientific journals that are published, and how their way of fishing is actually contributing to this. So they know. They're very much knowledgeable about it. Tapos, ang isa sa mga, so that meeting was the scientific cooperation between China and the ASEAN nations. So sabi ng China, so one way to do it is to do fishing bans. Di lahat naman ng mga scientists from other nations sabi na, sige, tama yan. Tapos sabi ng China, but we are already implementing fishing bans. Why are you not following? So, that's where the politics would come in. Ako, I personally said na, if we are going to follow you, it's tantamount to actually acknowledging your authority over the area. Right. Although we all agree that we need to ban fishing at certain months of the year, Kanino manggagaling yung authority? Kanino manggagaling yung decision? Sino oh, you know, I was... Because I Who studied this implement? for my master's. Uh, 
Yeah. One of the things we discussed was not to have a ban on fishing, but a quota on. I think it was like fuel or energy for the. Parang there was a there was a calculation of. Ah. You don't ban the fishing, but you actually have a quota on the amount of energy you're able to put that out. You can use. You can use to, to do to do fishing. Oh, to do fishing. So, parang yeah, because parang kuwari the Philippines we're using tiny boats, diba? So, yeah. so to put out like one thousand tiny boats to compare to the one super signer of of China, and if you. If you put a quota on the 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 total energy needed to you know to extract from this area, you're limiting the whole. The whole system only can take X number. Certain, oh, yeah. Ganun, parang, sort of like that. I, 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 if I remember correctly, it's been a long time. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways, to actually regulate and right. at least uh, lessen the impacts. Pero from that conversation din kasi, lumabas yung isang problema sa South China Sea. We, we have a lot of organization in terms of you know, IMO, maritime organizations, marami tayong mga treaties or the protection of uh, um, uh, migratory species. But there's no fisheries organization or regional fisheries organizations or organization that actually exists in the South China Sea. And I think that's one of the problems. Okay. Kasi each country has Meritayong need for fisheries, but we are looking at the South China Sea as a compartmentalized body of water. When in fact, it's not. Everything within that basin is actually interconnected. And of if you want to manage the area, we need to manage it as a region, not yeah. as a country. There needs to be cooperation, talaga. Yeah, there, there's need to be a cooperation. Thus, there needs to be a body that would, you know, regulate, implement, or help come up with guidelines para matulungan tayo on how to manage the fisheries in the South China Sea. So, yun yung isa sa mga problem. So, kami, on the science part, we're calling it science diplomacy. We're trying to come up with ways on how to, you know, objectively discuss the issues and come up with recommendations between countries, low politics, which we can then recommend to the higher-ups and then right. bahala na executive on how they're going to do it. Right. Okay, last question regarding marine biology in the Philippine Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you studied abroad, Germany, Canada. I'm sure you had an opportunity to stay, you know, uh, <laughs> possibly to stay in, in those countries. Konti lang ang marine biologists in the world. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a job that you could probably do anywhere. No? Why did you come yeah. back? Was it a... Was it a <laughs> why? Why did you come back? Uh, existential question, eh, no? Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, I always we're. Hindi uh, <laughs> magsimula, eh, no? Pero there's one anecdotal story on this. So when I came back in 2017, after my PhD, before going to my to my postdoc, wala akong, sabi ko, I am gonna stay outside of the country for for some time. Bago ako babalik ng Pilipinas. Siguro after 10 years. Pilipinas when I already established myself. And then I was in Palawan, nasa coast ako banda, and then may mga bata doon. Uh, then they asked me a question. Sabi na, kuya, ano to si Yid? 
dumudutang na sargaso. Mm-hmm. Then I, we talked, and then ang daming question, ang daming question. Siguro the entire conversation naglast siya mga 2 to 3 hours. And then wow! 2 to 3 hours? With kids? Oh, yeah, with kids! Napag-usapan <laughs> na namin yung yung jellyfish, yung climate change, and then yun. And then sabi nila, sabi niya, ba't ang dami mong alam ano trabaho mo? And then I discussed my work. Sabi ko, ah, scientist ako, gano'n, marine biologist ako, gano'n, 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 gano'n. So, sabi ko, ah, ah, sabi niya, ah, parang kang doktor, doktor ng dagat. Tapos parang, okay, medyo nag-stuck yun sa akin, parang okay. And then, the the day after I met the mom, sabi nung nanay, alam mo, na-meet ko yung, yung anak ko kahapon, <laughs> nag-kweta sa akin tukol sa'yo, gusto rin maging marine biologist. Wow. And you know, you inspired someone, eh? Wow. I, Alam mo, medyo madrama yun. Madrama yung story na yun. But sometimes you always go back to the question na parang saan ba ako mas kailangan? Or will I be able to inspire more people? Kasi truth of the matter is that as a biologist, you go to other countries. Yeah, generally. Parang, I mean, you're just one of the few eh. Diba? You're one of the many. Parang pare-pareho naman kayo ng kayang ibigay. And I think in the Philippines, there's really a lot of need for us. So, parang dito, it's more of the fulfillment siguro na ang daming kailangan gawin. Where will I be able to contribute? Sabi ko nga, if I can inspire one, I think that's already a... Wow. I mean, you know, you've inspired me today already. (laughs) (laughs) You've inspired me before. Parang ako, parang gusto ko maging marine biologist at this age. (laughs) Pwede pa, pwede pa siguro. (laughs) Pwede pa naman. Pwede Pwede pa pa naman, diba? But yeah. the, Pero yun the, din, that's, yeah. second to it is that I think if you want to be a marine scientist, you're already in the center of the center of marine biodiversity, right? That's right. So, There's no better place. There's no better place. No better place. Except no the North Pole, place. maybe. <laughs> yeah, or the Antarctic, right? Yeah, that's one. One... And then, so you applied to UP again-again, you know, again. <laughs> So I was offered. I, oh, you were offered. My former, institute, my, my former institute asked me to apply. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we have a vacancy. So yeah, you might want to consider. Uh, of course, my bargains, my compromises. And, uh, right, I, I thought as a marine scientist, the UP MSI <coughs> is a very good, very good home for me in the Philippines. Uh, it, it, I, I think it's still one of the top-notch na science, na marine science institution in the country. So. Wow. Thank you, huh? Thank you that you stayed for, <laughs> for the country. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's fulfilling naman. Eh, so. yeah. and, oh, last question on this. Um, yeah. How prepared are we for climate change? It's going to happen. And it's already happening. It's going how, to happen. How prepared is the Philippines for climate change? No, we're, we're not. We're not at all. In terms diba? of... <laughs> At all, no. I, I would say um, we we published. Uh, I mean, coming from the science, per, so from the marine environment perspective, we've published a review paper like uh, two years ago, two thousand eighteen, where we just tried to look at what do we, what have we done so far in terms of scientific research. Because if we want to deal with climate change, we need to look at the data. Mm-hmm. Right? We need to look at what's happening, what will happen, the predictions, the models, and. Talagang sobrang left behind tayo. Talagang in terms of how are the seas changing, halos wala pa tayo masyadong alam. Um, we've got a few, but it's not comprehensive enough to actually 
you know, predict or at least simulate what's going to happen to the Philippines in the future. Because, like, um, I, I worry because we have a hundred million Filipinos, and yes, in, and we we have seven thousand six hundred islands. We have seven thousand six hundred islands. We're an archipelago. We're number one in terms of storms, uh, extreme yeah. climatic events, and we're not doing anything. We're not spending any money to prepare. We're not. We're not. We're not doing any type of social preparation whatsoever there's no there's no removing people from dangerous areas there's no food yeah. security um there's a whole host of orders doing yeah. and we should be preparing now for what's going to happen in 15 years and parang there's nothing it's it's scary the amount it especially if you know what's going to happen parang it's, it's really, really scary. What's it's really going scary. To happen? You, you know, before I went to the Arctic cycle, oh yeah, sure, climate change. I mean, I know what climate change is. The first year I went to the Arctic, 2013, hindi kami makalabas kasi ng ice. The next year I went there, 2015, dire-direcho kasi wala ng ice. Wow. That's a huge difference. It, it really made a big impact on me kasi parang, Ito na yon. I mean, what else can you ask for? And the, for the Philippines, it's 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 more troubling because I don't know. Yung yung level of preparedness natin, even the knowledge that we have, hindi pa siya ganun to actually prepare the country for what is to come. Right. Or, so yeah, nakakatakot. I think we're like a parang ang analogy ko sa Philippines is we're like a frog in boiling water. Yeah. So boiling is so, slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly, slowly. And nobody's really minding it. Parang, oh, slow, you know, we're going about our life. Until parang, boom, you're cooked. Yeah. Parang, but, that's, that's exactly what's going to happen to us. But, in, but there are years. some initiatives. There are some initiatives naman, diba? Um, I mean, we've got already the Climate Change Commission. UP has already the UP Resiliency Institute. I saw oh, that. The idea yeah, that's there, really uh, the idea there not, is... Parang, to, for me, kasi, if you look at our budget and you look at how Congress is spending our money... You know, there is nothing in the budget for climate yeah. adaptation, climate change. And parang at this point, there's really, we don't need solar panels. Eh? We're, we're, it's going to happen. We don't need solar panels. In fact, we probably don't need to cut down on carbon emissions in the Philippines because it doesn't matter anyway. In the, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. In the whole, ano, this, is, this is controversial. I'm sure a lot of my friends will yeah. be saying this. Yes. But, but parang... Uh, you know, you you don't need to cut down because the Philippines is less than zero zero one percent in in the whole yeah. world. Parang, what we're we very insignificant. Is, is spending money on preparation, and there's there's zero preparation being done. There's there is no budget. We should be spending in the billions every single year to prepare for this. You know, seawalls, moving people to safer areas, making food secure, making sure we have, you know, agricultural capacity because parang it's, it's a sure thing. Eh? Parang it, it's no longer if it's going yeah. to happen. It's just, it's going to happen in, in 10, 20 years. No? So, parang so, we're not spending sa, anything. Sa amin, if you're going to look at the perspective from the, the research part, you know, kung titignan mo yung race, yung ibang bansa, they are already on the part of mitigation and preparation, primarily yeah. because they already know what's happening. Sa atin, 
nag-scratch pa lang tayo ng surface eh. Kaya hindi natin alam kung ano yung approach. There yeah. might be there might be some, you know, uh, attempts to implement something, pero hindi kasi siya science-based, hindi siya data-based, hindi siya data-driven. So yung yung adaptation of a certain mitigation, hindi siya applicable to the certain region or locality. Primarily because inadapt mo lang siya from somewhere else. It's not that's localized. True, yeah, yeah. In the lo- it's not in the local context. So I think that's one of the problems we have. Yeah. Well, we'll see. No? <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, di ba? What we need we, is, parang, I think we, we need, need a, war, a war room for, for climate change adaptation in the true. Philippines. And with a big war chest, essentially. We need yeah. Uh, I was talking to a friend actually recently na parang he was asking me about some some parang advice on they have a big company and they're they're thinking of giving a lot of money away essentially. Parang sabi ko, you know, climate change is the biggest problem we're going to have in the next yeah. 20 years and nobody's spending for it. We need to be spending in the in the range of like 50 billion a year. Yeah, something like this, something like that. That yeah. includes research, construction, everything. You that know, preparation, parang fifty billion a year or hundred billion a year. No, that's 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 but what we need. I, I I think that's where the having a leader who is very much aware about you know these issues. Dito po pasok din yun. Sana champions. We we get to have champions up there who can really convince the. Yeah, uh, you have to compete have. with so many different issues, you know, Things, poverty yeah. and security. My NPA, when pa all tayo, in, diba? Parang 50 years na, hindi pa sila, but hindi pa sila tumitigil. So, you know, it, it's, first, it's but, if you go back to the framework, lahat naman kakabit dun, eh, actually. Yeah, yeah, so, so everything's gonna be affected exactly. Now, let's go to, ano, no? Final. Final. But, yung, I know you drive for Frontliners. You've been featured on, ano, parang ABS-CBN and a couple. And nakikita ko yung mga post mo, eh, no? So, how did this start? How did how did you go about driving for Frontliners? So, so mayroon akong mga friends naman uh, who are also uh, healthcare workers. And then, nung nagsimula yung lockdown, talaga yung mass transportation, talaga nagkagulo sa Manila, dito sa Manila. And then some of some of those my friends, nakakausap ko naman, sabi ko, ah, okay, if you want, I can bring you to the hospital for your shift. Yan, yan, yan. So, that, nagsimula naman siya na more personal. Kaya nga, nung umuwi ako, umuwi ako, you know, I, I go home around 8pm, 7pm. Ang dami naglalakad na nurses. One time, I drive around 9pm beyond the curfew. Uh, may, may pass naman ako. Ang dami naglalakad na nurses mag-isa, umuwi. Tapos mm-hmm. parang, pagod na ka itong mga to sa duty. Paglalakad yung padalawang oras, tatlong oras na mag-isa sa madibilim na kalsada. I mean, I, I feel bad for them. So, I was thinking how will they be able to contribute. So, no mga una pa nga, ako, wala pang platform eh talagang hihintuan ko lang sila, papakita ko yung ID ko. Sabi ko, I'm a faculty po sa UP. I, I can give you a ride if you want. Pero naiintindihan ko naman kung ayaw nila makasabi nila uh, kidnapped or something. So nagsimula lang siya ganun. And then, apparently, it's not just me who's thinking that way. Uh, madami ding ibang tao na parang, we need to give these people a ride. We need to help them. So may nabuo na yung mga platform, nabuo na yung mga grupo sa Facebook. 
as in yung medpool, yung racked uh, pool, yung PGH care pool. So may iba-iba na. So ako with some friends, uh, I help one platform to do ako nagbo-volunteer. So yun, um, ang gagawin namin, yung mga healthcare worker, kung may kailangan sila, they would post doon sa Facebook, doon sa wall. Sabi, ito po yung shift ko, gantong oras ako ipipika, pati yung destination ko. And then kami mga volunteer, nagsimula nga kami, walo lang yata kami. Seven or walo lang. Ngayon, ilan na Tapos, oh, ngayon medyo madami na, nasa 40 plus. Oh wow, nice. Oh, which is good. Kasi nung una talagang, kung yung shift ng nurses magsisimula ng 5 a.m., Kami, before 5 a.m. nasa labas na. At kung ang last shift ay matatapos ng 8 p.m., hanggang 8 p.m. nasa labas din kami. Kasi That's kailangan nice. mo i-cater. Nice. Eh. Pero ngayon, at least, medyo nalilesa na yung burden to each driver. Right, right, right. And parang, I've I've seen, no, pa, a lot of your, a lot of the interviews with you, may mga stories. So, is there a story that you can share with us of your parang frontline workers. Yeah. I'm sure stressful yung trabaho nila. Namamatay yung mga tao, they're sick, and kahit sila takot, diba? Takot, takot sa virus yeah. nito. Madami, unang-una talaga marinig mo from the nurses and the doctors yung fear. Um, siguro, sab- sabi ko nga doon sa interview, I would compare my job as a driver sa parang pagiging bartender. Kasi yung tao pag umiinom, kukwento-kwento sila. Right. Yung maliit, Yung, yung very short boy, yung trip namin from the hospital to their house, they get to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Karaniyan sa mga nurses ko talaga na nakakausap, lalo na yung may mga pamilya, ay they need to isolate, kahit na nasa bahay sila kasi they need to isolate themselves. Eh. Right. Tapos sabi nga, nung, sabi, yung, yung mga, lalo na yung mga mothers, ang, ang ano to talaga nila, tititigan na nila, they would just look at their daughter, their son from afar, pero hindi lumahawakan. Kaya isang nurse na sabi niya, Sir, tinatsyaga ko yung umuwi araw-araw, makitaling anak ko. Kahit hindi ko siya, gusto ko siyang hawakan, hindi ko siya mahawakan. Parang, alam mo, yun yung sacrifice nila yeah, na. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parang, oh, andyan ka yes. na eh, pero, you know, you can't. No, you can't. Tapos yung anak nila, iiyak na lang. Kasi gusto siyempre, di ba, the, the kids would actually look for the for the care of their mothers. Tapos yung mm-hmm. anak nila, iiyak na lang, pero hindi nila mahawakan. Yung Tapos yung fear na, hindi ko nga alam, sir, kung everyday, meron akong isang kausap na isang nurse, sabi niya, everyday, pag umaalis siya ng bahay, yung pagpapaalam niya, parang last na. Everyday. Ganun. Everyday. Sabi ko, bakit? Kasi, oh, sabi ko, bakit? Kasi hindi ko alam, sir, baka pag sa duty ko mamaya, ma-expose ako, maging COVID positive ako, baka hindi na ako mauwi. Right. Alam mo yun? Yung uncertainty, yung uncertainty na makakauwi sila sa pamilya nila, talagang yun yung medyo, yun yung fear na meron sila. Pero if you'll ask... Psychologist, it, psychiatrist ka na rin, no? Parang driver. In a way. Yes, in, in a way, way. way. Guidance counselor. Right. Diba? Pero, yun nga, I mean, para lang, in a way, malesan yung burden nila, yung mental... Yeah, so, hindi na nila isipin na maglalakad sila, sila pa uwi, no? Totoo. Tsaka, may mga bagay kasi daw talaga sila na hindi makwento sa pamilya nila kasi hindi ayaw nila mag-worry. Mm. Pero, Kailangan lang nilang ilabas. Alam mo, iba din kasi, di ba, minsan pag may nakukwentuhan ka lang eh. Yes. Parang you don't oh. care who, who is it eh, pero huwiti huwitis. Pero basta makwento mo, mailabas mo. Parang daw pag uwi nila, hindi na nila kinukwento sa pamilya. Kasi ayaw din nila na yung pamilya nila mag-worry. Diba? Madami din kwento, totoo to, madaming kwento na marami sa ating mga healthcare workers ay hindi properly uh, equipped. So walang PPEs. Like, uh, 
wala talaga pipi. Meron ako isang nurse na kausap, nag-message pa sa akin. Kasi the same, I also have a group na gumagawa ng face shields, ear guards, mm. saka swab shields. We're also distributing it to different hospitals. Nung nakita niya sa, nung nakita niya, sinakay ko siya, nung nakita niya doon sa kotse ko na may mga face shields. Sabi niya, ay sir, magkano yan? Sir, pwedeng pabili? Sabi ko, bakit? Sabi niya, sir, wala kasi kami sa hospital. Tapos sabi ko, ha? Sabi ko, Sige, I'm gonna put you in the list, tapos magdo-donate na lang kami. Tapos, sabi, tapos nakuwento niya nga, sabi niya, kanina nga, sir, yung mga pasyete, hinahawakan ko, wala akong gloves, wala oh akong masks. Wow. Sabi ko, papaano, ang, ang nakakaano nga sa akin, na sabi niya, papaano pa kung mahawaan namin sila. Diba? Rather than thinking about himself na mahawaan, right. ang iniisip niya, papaano baka mahawaan niya yung pasyente niya. So, it's very selfless talaga. Tapos sabi ko na, the driver. Siyempre, hindi mo ipapahalata na medyo. Saka parang na-absorb mo lahat yun. No? How many nurses oh. do you drive every day? Normally. Uh, dati, nung mga two weeks ago, medyo madami-dami. Umabot ako ng mga 8-10 trips per day. Eh. Oh, wow. Parang oh. Uber Kasi ka na talaga yan. <laughs> oh, talaga grab day yun. Grab day yun. <laughs> Kasi hindi, hindi lang yung nurses at saka healthcare workers. Kasi may mga supplies, may food, may hmm. kung ano-ano pa. Pero ngayon, medyo nag-lesson na siya. Uh, siguro mga 5, 3-5 per day na lang. Kasi madami naman ng mga volunteer And drivers. Ilang ling... Itong buong lockdown period, ginagawa mo yan? Every day? Yeah, I, oh, almost every day. Yung guwarda nga dito sa condominium namin, pinapagalitan ako eh kasi araw-araw na ako lumalabas. Pero so, yeah, almost every day. Kasi kung hindi healthcare worker supplies, medical supplies. So, tinignan mo ba yung odometer mo before you started all of this and yung odometer mo ngayon? Good question. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think nasa ah, mile age ko yata no, nasa 22 so bago pa yung kotse mo oh medyo bago pa bago pa um, uh, <laughs> bago pa buti na lang bago pa pero nasa 20 I think nasa 26 27 ako ngayon 27,000 so it's about 5,000 kilometers in meters in in a month in like two to three weeks yeah in two to three weeks three weeks yeah oh, wow yun ay parang six months na kotse ko eh <laughs> diba? I don't travel I mean, as much no so but but yeah nagdrive ako from Manila to Cagayan parang four thousand lang yata four thousand five thousand kilometers yung stretch so five thousand so, kilometers yeah. yun so ikaw para Pero, I'm sure ito a lot of people are afraid no kasi you're driving frontliners I know microbiologists yeah, yeah. so what What's your take on this? How, uh, you know, sabi ko nga, you're an important person to the Philippines. There's only 17 of you <laughs> marine scientists. So, kailangan alagaan mo yung sarili mo. And yeah. uh, so, ano yung precautions na ginagawa mo in terms of uh, preventing the virus from infecting you? Yeah. So, ano din naman? So, we, you've set rules din naman within the platform, within mm. the med pool, ano. Uh, so it's a commitment between the driver and the passenger. One is that you need to make sure that you're healthy. Wala kang kahit anong symptoms. You had a very good sleep the night before. Walang, 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 walang symptoms. So that's one. It's both for the passenger and the... Um, tapos PPE. Naka-gloves kami. Naka, naka, or oh, so you naka wash your hands always. Okay. Oh, naka, hindi, hindi ako full. Okay. <laughs> hindi siya full. Pero at least meron kami face shield or uh, goggles mm. tapos meron kaming mask tapos uh, uh, 
meron kaming gloves or you always have uh, alcohol, sanitizer. Are you in air-conditioned car or nakabukas sa bintana? So, whenever na magsasakay kami, bukas ang bintana. Okay. So, it's a... Uh, hindi kami nagkukulog. Oo. Or, or we don't... Uh, we don't close the windows kapag may sakay kami. Tapos there's always a uh, distance. Kaya din limited kami kasi we can only carry one or two. Ako That's SUV right. yung akin so medyo malaki so I can have two. Mm. Pag magkaibigan naman sila or magkasama sila sa work, di okay, okay lang na magkatabi sila. Yeah. Oh, kasi they get to interact every day din naman. Yun, pwedeng sila magkasama pero ikaw as a driver wala kang katabi. Tapos, so sa likod um, sila? Sa likod sila. Sa likod sila. Wala ka ninalagay na barrier or whatever. Kasi open window naman kami eh. Ah, okay. Pag, may, pag nag-open kasi ako ng window, tapos naglagay akong barrier, tinry ko na siya yung hangin. So, ah, bumabalik sa'yo. Lili right? pa rin. Oo, oh, oh, lili pa rin niya lang. Or lili pa rin niya yung... Yung barrier. Yung barrier eh. Okay, okay, okay. Kasi plastic lang naman yung nilalagay namin. Pero I, re- I, did so, read, I did read recently na parang airflow is is important no, for, for this... Ano? Yeah. So open uh, open yeah. cars. In fact, mas yeah. safe pa so yung, yung jeepney kesa sa closed ambulance, di ba? <laughs> uh, di ba? A- ako, ako I don't I don't buy my groceries sa 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 mar- sa, ano eh, sa sa ano sa supermarkets. Mm-hmm. I go dun sa mga nasa tabi ng kalsada kasi mas open yeah. air siya. Open air. Tapos you also right. sanitize the car every time na may bababa. Mm-hmm. So you apply Lysol, you um, ito, punasan yung uh, pintuan. Um, tapos yung mga sakay mo din, naka-mask din sila. Naka, then they change clothes. If the person <coughs> is coming from duty, we require them to actually uh, have showers sa hospital and then change clothes. So, kailangan bagong ligod sa bagong damit. So, it, it, because it's a commitment. Uh, tapos meron din kami tracking system. In case lang, na, wala pa naman so parang so lahat na nakasakay at least you know who they are di ba so parang yeah so meron kami tracking yeah. system yung yung Facebook platform itself meron kaming admin yung admin siya na ngayon yung nagsasabi na ito yung schedule for tomorrow sino yung driver tapos siya na yung kumukontak dun sa sa ano to sa sa healthcare worker kasi meron din kaming reports for the past week na nahuhold up eh. talaga uh, oo Kasi, wow. di ba, ikaw nagbabagandang loob, tapos sasabihin, ay, sir, healthcare worker, puko pa din pasakay. Tapos yung pala, right, modus right. of the right. So ngayon, ang ginagawa namin, before we accept a request, we ask for a copy of the PRC ID, at saka yung company ID, just to make uh, sure okay. na healthcare yeah. worker sila. Tsaka, yeah, alam namin kung saan sila pupunta. Tapos may tracing din, na parang alam namin yung history, just in case na, uh, one of the healthcare workers sabihin na, ay, meron akong gantong symptoms. Then, alam namin kung sino yung drivers, alam namin kung sino yung exposed. Pero so far, wala pa naman. So, ano naman, may precautions. May precautions din naman talaga. So, ano yung mga problems na na-encounter nyo? Like, what what issues do you have? Uh, say, sabi mo, we, we talked on Facebook recently na fuel, yung increase ng cost ng fuel would be an issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, kasi ano din naman eh, uh, I think on the first two weeks, nag-volunteer ka. Sa amin kasi yung gas. Kasi, mm-hmm. I mean, it is our commitment. Yung first two weeks, okay pa siya. Kasi, ano pa yung, budget ka pa. Pero right. pag nagpo-prolong ka, talagang ibang drivers nagsasabi na parang, ah, hanggang gantong oras na lang ako makapag-drive or sa gantong area na lang ako. Kasi right. medyo mahal yung 
gastos naman talaga yung Oh, tap plus yung maintenance pa, 'di ba? You I mean you have to change yes, the oil. Yeah. Ikaw, you, yeah. you've, you've got 5,000 kilometers. Change oil oh, na yan. Na Malapit na. <laughs> Synthetic. Ako naka 10. 10. Ah, 10,000. 10, right? So, uh, after 10, so parang it's, it's syempre, something... Kasi yung paglilinis ng kotse. That's yung right. Yung sanitizer mo, yung Lysol mo para sa kotse. So, so may cost. Yung... Uh, may costic. Ano yan. Ano? May cost. So, oh, may wala cost. pang so, nagsisponsor na fuel. So, ngayon... Um, uh, magaling tong admin namin. Uh, he already talked to a company, Sea uh, Oil. So, ex-deal siya. Um, okay. Parang may certain part ng promotion. And then they will be giving out uh, 500 vouchers. For, oh, nice. Uh, nice. Kaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaling, yeah. Kaling. So, ano naman. Nakita naman nila yung need eh. Tapos, uh, pag may isa kayo healthcare worker, you can also ask for a discount. Mm. Kapag nagpa... Oh, that's Pwede good. That's that's really good, no? At least may nag hmm. ano na na ganyan kasi it's a need eh. right now. Yeah, I'm it, sure bukod sa inyo kulang pa rin 'yon, no? I'm I'm sure there's Yeah. Lalo na ngayon kasi the OVP, the Office of the Vice President Roberto, they already stopped their free shuttle operation today. Oh, they stopped it. Ano nangyari? They stopped it. I don't know what's the reason. Uh, ako, tingin ko, it's more of the cost. Kasi babayaran mo yung driver, babayaran right. mo yung fuel. That's right. Lahat, pati yung maintenance ng sasakyan. Kasi mm-hmm. pinapayaran. I think it's... Kaya in the long run, talagang medyo ano siya. Oh, magastos yan. Magastos yan. Magastos. Tapos, they have a lot of routes. Um, so, yun. Kanina, umaga, punong-puno kami ng request. Primarily because wala na yung free shuttles na inaabangan nila before. Wala, I, I thought so, the government is stepping in. Wala pa ba eh? From, from other <laughs> ano, government? <laughs> Hello, DOTR. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I can't vouch for the government. Pero, I mean, if there is an increase in the number of requests, then primarily because there's a right, limited right. number of seats available. That's so, true. yun yung isa sa mga, sa mga issues. Siguro isa din sa mga issue ngayon is yung, ano eh, yung housing. Ako, may kwento. Although mayroon ng mga regulations, ordinances, anti-discrimination, isa sa mga naging problema ng mga dinadrive ko from before ay... May kakapost ko nga parang the other day, I shared the story na may isa na talagang halos maiyak-iyak na yung nurse. Sabi ko, bakit? Kasi po, pinapahanap kami ng lilipatan ng bahay. Oo, kasi yung buong compound natatakot kasi baka daw mahawa sila. Right. So yung mga ganong klase ng kwento na parang, pati ba naman yan po problemahin nyo pa. No? Right. And, uh, and good thing then, there are different groups who are already offering accommodations. Well, it's really difficult. No? Parang... How do you balance that? Kasi, yun nga, parang, right now, hindi mo, it's an unknown. Eh. Hindi mo nakikita eh. Yung, oh, diba? yung, yung kalaban, so, diba? So, yan, doon tayo natatakot, no? But I think, along with eh. that, along with it din kasi is the misinformation and disinformation. That's true. That's true. So, sobrang dami yeah. niyan And But, you know, I was talking to Howie in the last, the last episode here. And sabi niya, this disease is one of the loneliest diseases oh, ever. Ko uh, parang sabi niya, parang, you don't really, parang, once you have it, there's already the stigma that you have it. So everybody avoids you. Tapos, parang you're isolated socially from everyone. And automatic, 
pag nasa hospital ka, you're isolated also. Yung mga doctors, di yeah. mo nakikita. Pag nakita mo yung doctor, they're full PPE, di ba? So, hindi mo yeah. man alam kung sino yung kausap mo. You, you know their voices and everything, but you don't see their face and all of that. So, it's a really lonely disease. And and same goes for the for the medical personnel. Lahat, lahat ng frontline workers, no? including yung mga janitor ng hospital. Yes. People, no? they're, they're all part of this this uh the effect of battle you know, parang parang you go home you stay outside yung yung kasi ko who lives in the same compound as us so doctor so he actually has his parang ngayon dati he would stay here no so parang eh yeah. yung uh, yung house namin has three senior citizens so okay. so he's been staying naglagay kami ng parang router that na Wi-Fi mm. so he can use the Wi-Fi from across the across the ano so parang inaisama para pwede siyang ano but uh, but you know it, it it's I don't know then how to like personally you know I don't know how to approach it eh. kasi syempre may, like right for my cousin he doesn't want to infect anybody yeah uh, but, uh, but also parang how do you approach it in a respectful way na parang you know uh, you know let's let's for someone you've been you've been close to your whole life and then suddenly parang ko oh, cut bawal do ba you know oh. you you can't come near us imagine ba na parang it's really socially isolating and you know parang sa akin medyo nakakahiya from my from my end kasi i've known him since i was a kid no? yeah. so parang we grew yeah. up together but i mean that's pero that's the reality right i mean it, it's something na i mean it's it's part of the process on how to avoid being infected and also yes. spreading the yeah exactly the that's that's itself. that's the thing plus yun nga, my parents are senior citizens uh, I have an aunt who's eighty plus here also so parang there's 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 that that factor also pero yun nga, parang hirap eh mahirap siya for me no na na adun nga parang adun nga yung parang ano eh, parang when we became more connected because of internet, we actually became more isolated because of this. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that this, I keep saying this, that it happened in 2020, that we're able to talk to people like this. If it happened when we were in college, there, you know, dial up connection tayo to the internet. Or meron kang 3310 na cell phone. cell phone, I suppose. But, and even then, cell phone calls were expensive, diba? prohibitively expensive. True. So now it's much, much cheaper to call even. Just making a phone call is cheaper. Uh, texting is practically free at this point. They're free. With, yeah. with Wi-Fi, diba? So, so I think at, at this point, we're, we're lucky that it happened now that in this world of interconnectivity. But yeah. also unlucky na ang daming fake news, ang daming... You know, yeah, I think the disinformation, misinformation, even yung mga simple na toilet paper banana yeah. craze. Kaya ang dami ko nakikita, like, uh, sa YouTube now, there's a lot of information, I, a lot of videos na parang this doctor has this this cure na parang cure, oh, yeah. malabanan nito ng FDA, hindi ito papayagan. Parang, you know, parang, and you see people sharing it. You, you see people sharing it everywhere and i think it's really a disservice to all of the the real professionals the, those doctors and the nurses that you're and you're 
you're taking every day, you know, na parang yeah. there's this people trying to make a buck or trying to fool people because they're all, everybody is hoping. Lahat ng tao parang desperate. There's a sense of desperation in everyone. Yeah. And then parang there's these people who are trying to take advantage on YouTube, on Facebook, na take, taking advantage of this situation and making people believe in... Sa amin nga, may nang may nag-modus operandi pa naman ng hold up. Oh, sa inyo pa, di ba? May nag-hold up. Isipin mo pa talaga yun sa mga panahon na to. Yeah. Tsaka ako din siguro, one thing na nakalimutan din natin is that um, although yung lockdown, eh, eh, siguro mahirap din siyang i-process ngayon, pero kailangan natin i-lockdown. Pero marami rin talagang tao na wala naman kasing bahay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh, Medyo, talaga, ako, uh, with some friends last week, may mga nag-donate, nagsabi na, oh, Deo, nag-donate kami, pero hindi kayo makalabas, kayo distribute food, ganyan. Talaga makikita mo yung mga tao na, na it's not because they want to be there. Yeah, but of course. They didn't have the choice but to be there. Daming kami nakita ng mga um, construction workers na nawala ng trabaho, hindi makauwi. Alam right. mo yun? They were decent people. Yeah. Pero ang problema, yeah. Nanakula and they were caught in the uh, situation. Yeah, and a lot of these people hindi pa sila taga Manila, di ba? So wala silang ito. Ito siya, hindi pa sila taga Manila, wala silang uwi, wala silang suporta, wala yeah. silang, they don't even have a way to, to call their family yeah. back. Exactly, so, exactly. It, 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 it was also a, for me, it wasn't just, hindi lang inexposed yung kakulangan natin in terms of the healthcare system, but it also exposed us on a lot of things ang dami natin kailangan talagang ayusin after this. And hopefully, people learn to vote for the proper Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully people learn to vote time, for the proper right? leadership. But it's also, I think yeah. it's really also institutional eh. Um, the yeah, problems yeah. in the Philippines. It's not, True. kuminsan inisip natin na parang we want this great leader. Diba? Parang yun yeah. yun parage. We always want this or great messianic, leader. Or messianic, messianic leader. Diba? Parang we never really get it na parang you need to fix the system and yeah. it's the leader I find exactly. it weird na every every time there's a problem parang dear president Duterte parang yeah. hindi naman, that doesn't work diba? that's no. not the way it works you have to there has to be a system where the institutions you know the the DSWD DOH they're they're yeah. They have the capacity to actually do the work. Hindi yung parang oh, my problem ako sa bigas ko. Go to President Duterte. My problem ako sa parang you know it's know. not he's not the king, although that makes him feel like a king. Hindi yung ano dun. Hirap, hirap. I mean, you know, alam mo yan kasi parehaya yung galing sa UP. It's it's one of those <laughs> things that I know. <laughs> but reclamador tayo, reclamador. But you know, like UP now, galeng, ah. I mean, Teske. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A resiliency yeah. institute. Yeah. What you doing, and I don't know if you know? you've read the if you've read the latest report, the COVID response team and UP came up with a recommendation. Ah, uh, yeah, nakita ko eh. After the April 3rd. I saw that. I read it. It was actually. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was in the same group chat with these people, you know. It's very amazing how to see 30 plus different minds working together to come up with a very comprehensive. Killing, right? I mean, I mean that stuff yeah. like that. 
uh, makes you appreciate why may konting yabang that were called the University of the True, Philippines. Right? <laughs> and and don't I I mean the, the 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 university was there when we needed it. So right. It's I mean there. different they, They've started making yeah. ventilators, all of these things, Lahat. all the innovations. At all, all, ano eh, all levels eh. Yeah. Dito nga sa UP Baguio, alcohol to... yata eh. <laughs> so, right, yeah. And face shields, I think. They're and face shields, it. yeah. So it's it's really, parang, parang kaka proud, no? Coming from UP, the seeing, seeing all of this action out there na parang implementing all the science. Ang galing, eh, mm-hmm. di ba? Implementing the science. Yeah, you yeah. don't normally see, um, most of my life, you don't really see the implementation of the science. You just see research papers. And, 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 you, <laughs> so, you get to see the the science translated into application. Yes, yes. And, but so, you know... Nagtatawaran nga kami, kami kasi suddenly, di ba, POEA released a parang ban on deployment of certain medical professionals. Oh, kasama microbiologists na kita. Kasama nga, oh! <laughs> well, we're not considered important, yeah, you know? Important <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least it made him realize that there are also a lot of other professions. Exactly, exactly. they need to also support in the future. That's true. And, and I hope after this, I mean, you get your research money. You know? I mean, that's, that's one of the things that comes from this. Parang, yeah. uh, knowledge is power. Nga, and and true. putting money into the research informs policy, it informs action, and that's how we should be acting. Eh. Hindi pwede yung gut yeah. feel lang palagi, which no, hindi talaga, I think yeah. the problem is we have too many lawyers in the government, we have too many lawyer politicians, and all of them are just acting based on laws, legal, gut feel. Mm-hmm. We need more scientists, no? more people who actually understand yeah. science to be to be yeah. making and policies. And also people and, who can actually translate the science. And yes, the like you. But no, it's really Try. important. You know, parang, uh, yeah. I, I know so many scientists and so many researchers and that's the hard part. Eh. They, really, write, they write yeah. all these papers who only their friends will read. And parang, palagi ko sinasabi, you know, gawan yun ng comics or, you know, make it... Yeah. Make the common man understand this because yeah. it doesn't matter if it's peer-reviewed, it comes out in Nature or whatever publication. True. If if nobody who actually is involved in policy or who will influence policy reads this and understands it, wala siyang gamit, di ba? It's just... Sabi nga namin, eh, we, we need to remind ourselves who pays for the yeah. It's actually a publicly funded research. And we always need to have the consciousness na dapat ibalik natin sa tao yung ginagastos natin. Right, right, right. Pero susugan ko lang din yung pagsabi na we are actually lobbying for higher uh, funding na. And uh, to share lang din, in the next, uh, we are already working with the Department of Environment and Natural Resources. We've already come up with a long-term research and development plan for the West Philippine Sea. So it's going to be from 2021 to 2030. And part of it, the last part of the decade, would be the rehabilitation, um, uh, exploration for drugs, medicines. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. Parang drugs and medicines. Yeah. Ayun, siguro and, you know, they'll fund and, and, that right and, after COVID-19. Sabi ko ka, i-revise ko rin yung proposal. But that's already in the, in the line. Tapos, in terms of seagoing capacity. So I'm part of the... I'm actually leading the proposal for the... Uh, National Academic Research Fleet 
So we are now building a research fleet. We now have one in UP. We are already in the process of procuring more, uh, four more with the funding from the National Government. Wow, four more uh, ships. From yeah, four more ships. I think from wow. last year na sobrang ingay natin. <laughs> Tinanong nila kami, ano ba kailangan ninyo? Kailangan namin na mas maraming barko. And through the leadership of the marine scientists, it's what we were able to acquire funds. Pero pag ganyan, who are the... Who mans the ship? You you need to hire a captain and a crew. Yeah, we we uh, there there are two possibilities. One is you ask the Philippine Coast Guard to man the ship, and then you as scientists use it. Kami parang mas gusto namin ng mas may liberty, kasi kapag Coast Guard and armed personnel, medyo may hierarchy, eh. yung bureaucracy, right, right. mahirap. Kami sa science mas flexible kami parang ah punta tayo doon, napunta tayo dyan. So Pag sa kanila, kailangan ipaalam pa ang oh. So sa amin, oh, mas ano siya, uh, SUC owned talaga. So you okay. employee civilian ship siya. Right, civilian right, ship. right, right, right. So yung plan din natin with the ship is that um, we already have one in MSI. We will have four more. Pero yung apat na yun will be distributed throughout the country. Uh, nakapag-visit na tayo sa Sorsogon, kung saan pwede maglagay na isang barko. UP Visayas will, will, have, will have one ship and then Mindanao will have one ship and then another wow. one. That would be amazing, no? We'd have like yeah. ships all over the country to do the research. Yeah. Parang... yeah. Kaya sabi ko nga, it's, already, it's also a golden time for Filipinos to actually explore careers in marine science. Right, Kasi right. Opportunities na to eh. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, that's something that we hope will come next year. Kung may pera pa tayo after this crisis. Sana hindi nila galawin yung budget for the ship. Nasagaan naman na siya. Hinihintay na lang namin yung release. Well, hopefully, you know, that's that's something. And, yeah. Well, no, Deo, salamat, no? Galing, galing. I mean, all your work. Thank you, ano, pahabay kwentuhan pa lang. Oh, sarap ng kwentuhan. Eh. Parang, you know, all that work, sobrang interesting for me. Uh, marine biology, it's been a while since I've had to discuss with somebody who actually does, you know, marine science, environment. Um, that used yeah. to be a lot more of my world. Ngayon, I, I talk to more politicians. <laughs> and, yeah, which is, uh, which is also important. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you. And, and then, of course, what you do for the... And congratulations the, to you too, huh? Ah, thank you. <laughs> for for driving oh, your GLE. <laughs> for driving frontliners, you know. I mean that's oh, that's, thanks, in, thanks. that's incredibly brave. I mean, you know, that's something you're putting yourself out there every day uh, for an unknown disease and and yun nga, parang you're a, you're a psychiatrist for these people, no? You're, <laughs> you're listening to their stories. Uh, I'm sure nakakatulog na sila in your car and sinasakay mo sila. That's I mean, it's incredibly comforting that you, you and all these other drivers are are able to provide this space for them. It's like a safe space. It's a safe bubble yeah. that's not work, and it's also not at home where they're also stressed of infecting their. But it's a, it's this little safe bubble which takes yeah. them an hour or thirty minutes. Na parang you know, parang ibabagsak na lang nila lahat. Diba? Yun, yes. Yun na yun eh. Parang yun na yung ano eh. Sabi, sabi nga ni VP Robredo, uh, let's try to be the best of ourselves in the worst of times. You know? so, yeah. Siguro exactly. ito lang yung best na pwede ibigay at this point in time. So. Yeah. And thank you, Deo, for bringing out the best of yourself and inspiring everybody. <laughs> thank you. you. Know? Inspiring thank everybody. You salamat, salamat. This is such a Fun yeah. discussion for me, and of course, you know, UP Baguio Mountaineers were 
from I'm I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Ten years ago. <laughs> 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 so, so we have to do a parang reunion one of these days with the mountaineers. True. Just climb, true, you know, true, just climb true, hiking, true, true. All of this. True, true, just slow true. get back to the wilderness. Yeah, just camping. Palawan to visit your home yes. also. When this is all over. Yeah, yeah so, and then yeah. Mantalingahan. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Adela, since since nag 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 uh, podcast ka na, kunin ko lang yung isang minuto ng oras na to. Yeah, okay, go. May mga, may mga nakikinig sa'yo. So, I, I, I have a lot of research projects and going in MSI. And I'm actually looking for MS students. Pao yung mga nakikinig sa'yo. Ayun, uh, MS students. And students. <laughs> Masters and PhD students, please have scholarships either from the project funded by the Department of Science and Technology or actually scholarships directly from the Department of Science and Technology. Wow. So if you're interested, um, research namin are West Philippine Sea, Philippine Rice, uh, Sulu Sea, actually Arctic too. I'm still doing Arctic research. I will be sending students in the Arctic. And then... Uh, Plastics. Uh, so I'm now leading the first uh, nationally funded research program for plastics in the marine environment. The pangalan ng project is Plastics, Plastics in the Marine Environment Aquaculture and Trophic System. So if you're interested, I'm interested. Kalamu, show If you're interested, so mga nakikinig sa mga sa podcast nato. If you're interested, visit my visit the. Uh, Facebook uh, page of my laboratory. It's called Microbial Oceanography UPMSI. So, yung details ng application and Baka you can send it uh, to me and then I'll put it in the sh- parang the notes so people can sige, actually sige. go easily. Sige. So, just send sure, me the link sure. and then I'll put it in the notes. Um, last few questions lang. Um, yeah. Is there a book that you currently read? Uh, parang, is there any books that you're reading at the moment or would you... A book that you would recommend? A book that I would recommend? Baka hindi ko i-recommend. Puro medyo mga oceanography books. No, it doesn't matter, di ba? Para whatever book is interesting for you at the moment. Um, uh, ano ba yung book na kakabasa ko lang? Uh, Essentials of Oceanography. Wow. No, the UPMSI. <laughs> I know, right? No, you... Share ko lang kung bakit. Kasi UPM... Um, if you're gonna read about oceanography, textbooks to ha? If you're okay. going to read about oceanography, all the studies that you will be able to read are based in Atlantic mm-hmm. and uh, Baltic. And so, walang Pacific Ocean. masyado? In the West Pacific, East Pacific, mm-hmm. pero walang context ng Philippines. There is okay. no oceanography book that is dedicated to the tropics and to the Philippines. The reason why I'm reading a lot of these books is because with the MSI, we are now writing uh, textbooks Aha. for Filipinos. Okay, wow. For the Philippines. Based go. on studies done in the Philippines for the tropics. So that's the reason why I'm reading. It's fair. I ask you what book you're reading. So, uh, podcast right. that you listen to, any podcast that you listen to that you would recommend? Um, uh, Puma Podcast with uh, Ronnie Alampay. Puma Podcast with Ronnie Alampay. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll, yes, can you yes. send me that and then, so I'll, I'll put it in the notes of the. Okay, yes, sure, went... sure. Mga tidbits lang to ng uh, current affairs. Pero All right. Susing kasi siya, so that's what I'm listening to. Okay, so I think that's it. And uh, thank you, Deo. Sobrant. And, Sobrant. and thank you, Good thank you for the invite. Congratulations well. for Telling. the podcast. Uh. <laughs>
we're not doing anything so this is what we're doing for the next for the next few weeks or months i don't yeah. know so like i'm doing with my microbiology friends we'll be launching a dinaman podcast pero more of an online show microvlogs yeah you know why not i mean now people are at home people listen i know captured audience captured right audience <laughs> Whether and there's an audience or not, if you shorter if, semester, so. if one person is listening to you, that's you know that's something already. True, that's you know, enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yung bata nga, diba? That one person inspired you to stay in the Philippines. So that's yeah. you know, yeah. you inspired that one kid, and that was enough for you to stay. So, salamat sa kanya. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks too. He's always a reminder for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Teo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Maraming you so much. Salamat. Oh, regards Jen. Yeah, say okay, Patch. Kay Patch. Yeah, si Patch is. You can see him yeah. in the back. <laughs> Not too okay, sure. <laughs> okay. The mountain dog. <laughs> yeah, Patch the mountain sige. dog. All right, sige, Teo. Okay. Salamat. Salamat kay JP. Ingat. Uh, All right.